This is the day that the Lord has made. We shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hi, my name is Dr. Lou Diaz, pastor of Butte Bible Fellowship located at 2255 Pillsbury Road in Chico. And I'm providing inspirational teaching for you from God's Word each week. Listen to my weekly radio program, Encouraging Words with Dr. Lou Diaz, at 10 a.m. on Saturday or 10 a.m. on Sunday. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Speak to us as we look deeply into it. And may we respond with a heart full of gratitude and thanksgiving to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is entitled, Giving Thanks Brings Healing and Wholeness. Now, you may know that medical studies have been done on the power of gratitude. That by giving thanks the brain can be reshaped. The plasticity of the brain is moldable so that you can go from a grumpy old man or a grumpy old woman to a sweet old man and a sweet old woman just by giving thanks. People have been so convicted by a medical study that they've taken a stack of post-it notes, and every day they write something that they're thankful for. And by the time they get to the bottom of that stack of post-it notes, they've noticed a change. There's a change in their perspective. There's a change in their attitude. There's a change in their relationships. There's a change because they're practicing giving thanks. It results in healing and in wholeness. Now, if a medical study can bring such transformation to the practices of people, how much more should the Word of God bring a transformation to us in what it teaches us about giving thanks? Let's see in the most concentrated passage about thanksgiving what the Bible says. Now, giving thanks brings healing and wholeness through four vehicles. The Spirit of Christ, the peace of Christ, the Word of Christ, and the name of Christ. In other words, true gratitude is Christocentric. True gratitude is focused on Jesus. When you focus on Jesus and you are grateful through Jesus, it changes everything. It brings healing and wholeness to you. Let's look at this. 
Now, of course, we have Colossians 3, 15 and 17. When I was a young pastor, age 19, I was pastoring two churches simultaneously. I would preach at this south end of town in Everett, Massachusetts, and as soon as I was done, I'd get in the car and drive to the north side of Everett to preach at another church that was just wrapping up their singing and waiting for me to preach. I didn't know anything about preaching when I was a kid, but I looked in the Haley's Bible handbook and it said the best preaching is expository preaching, verse by verse. And I said, okay, now what? And I looked at the library at Gordon College where I was a biblical and theological studies major, and I saw Alexander McLaren's expository sermons. So I started reading his sermons, preaching verse by verse. Well, I thought as a youngin that you had to preach a different message to each church because each church had a different personality. So I preached Colossians at one church and Ephesians at another church. I was a glutton for punishment because I was working overtime. But there was some wisdom to my choices because, did you know, that when Paul wrote Colossians and he wrote Ephesians, there's 155 verses that overlap. So I wasn't so dumb and such a glutton for punishment after all because I knew there would be certain messages that would overlap in Colossians and Ephesians. And here's one of them that does. We read in Colossians, Paul writing to the Christians at the city of Colossae, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So in three verses, how many mentions of being thankful or grateful are there? Three. So this is concentrated. The message is very clear that a spirit-filled Christian, a word-filled Christian, is a thankful Christian. Now, if you go to the parallel, in Ephesians chapter 5, we see the emphasis on the Spirit of Christ because this parallel passage says, do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery or wastefulness. Instead, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of the, our Lord Jesus Christ. So this is extremely important because, note, the evidence of a spirit-filled life. There's going to be gratitude. There's going to be obedience. And to have Colossians and Ephesians next to each other, Colossians emphasizes in being filled with the Word. Ephesians emphasize being filled with the Spirit. In other words, to be filled with the Spirit of God means to be controlled 
by the Word of God. These passages are complementary in showing the power of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Ephesians emphasizes the Holy Spirit. Colossians emphasizes the Word of God. So let's look first here at the Spirit of Christ. You remember that Jesus said, and I ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. This is Jesus teaching in the upper room discourse to his disciples the night before he was crucified, and he says, don't feel I'm going to abandon you. I'm going to leave you as orphans. I'm going to give you another counselor just exactly like me, my spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he's not just going to abide with you. He's going to indwell inside of you. This is a profound concept that the Holy Spirit lives in every believer. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God? You are not your own. So every believer who is trusted in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior has the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ, inside him or her. Now the two things you don't want to do is you don't want to grieve the Holy Spirit and you don't want to quench the Holy Spirit. You grieve the Holy Spirit of God when you are disobedient to the Word of God and you are not following Christ. And you quench the Holy Spirit when you continuously grieve the Holy Spirit over a period of time. And you want the Holy Spirit to have all of you. Not just part of you, but all of you. And it says in Galatians 5, 25 but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. So the Spirit of Christ inside us will, is committed to reproducing everything that looks like Jesus in our lives. So when we cooperate with the Holy Spirit, when we set our mind on the things the Holy Spirit desires, what happens? We grow to look more like Jesus. We grow in healing and in wholeness by the Spirit of Christ. This is so important as part of the new covenant that in 2 Corinthians 3, 17-18, Paul writes, Now the Lord is the Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit. That's right. How do we grow in freedom and experiencing the healing from God and the wholeness of being restored after the image of our Creator, it's by looking intently into the Word of God and the Holy Spirit does an extreme makeover from the inside out. So the Holy Spirit, who's working inside of us, 
to transform us to the image of Christ wants us to always be thankful. Always give thanks. You know, you could receive a gift and you can take it for granted. Oh, thanks, as you shove it in the corner, but you're not grateful. Or you can receive a gift and thank that person. Thank you so much. This is very helpful. This is useful. This is, this is an inspiration to me. I'm very thankful. And when you thank a person for giving you a gift, that gift is twice yours. It's once yours when it was given, and it's secondly yours when you receive it in your heart. You know how your mom and dad, or your mom particularly, tried to teach you about writing thank you notes? Some of us are better than others at it, but the point is, a thankful person is a receptive person. Let me show you by example. In the Old Testament, the people wandering in the wilderness were grumblers. They grumbled about the manna. They grumbled about, um, also, you know, why can't we just have been left alone and left in Egypt so we could die there? We're out in this wilderness. And they were constantly shaking their fist towards God with grumbling. Well, can you receive anything in your hand if it's closed? No, you can't. But when you have an attitude of gratitude, your hand is open. You're saying, thank you, God. Can you receive something when your hand is open? That's right. So this morning you say, what is my condition? Am I grumbling, shaking my fist, or am I grateful, opening my hand? When you're grateful, you can receive. Now, a bunch of pastors were together, and they said, who should we have speak at this conference? And uh, this was back in the day. And someone suggested Pastor D.L. Moody. And one of the pastors harumphed, like, huh, why is he being asked to speak all the time? Does he have a monopoly on the Holy Spirit? And someone answered back to him, no, he does not have a monopoly on the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has a monopoly on him. And that's the point, that we want the Holy Spirit to have all of us. And that's why it's important to realize that thankfulness is spirit-inspired, and it's a sign of a spirit-filled life. Now we move to Colossians 3.15, the peace of Christ. Let the peace of Christ rule in your heart, since as members of one body you were called to peace, and be thankful. You know, one of the joys of Thanksgiving is gathering around the table. And if you're blessed to have your family members around the table with you, you are blessed of all people because you're looking around at your loved ones and you're enjoying a very special moment. Your members, one of another. Your family. We trust in Christ and we move from me to we. We are the family of God. We're the household of God. 
And what's key is to let the peace of Christ rule in our hearts that we may have peace in our family. Now, what does this mean? The word rule is the word umpire. So let the peace of Christ umpire in your heart. That is, let the peace of Christ rule, umpire, what is a strike and what is a foul. You say, this is right and this is wrong. This is helpful and this is not helpful. This is relationship building and this is relationship busting. Let the Holy Spirit make the judgment calls on am I living like Christ? And if I listen to him, he's going to say, why are you standing on that issue of pride and dividing the family? Why are you critical and uh, accusatory and demeaning? That's pushing people away from you. That's not of the Spirit. Don't go there. Let the peace of Christ umpire call the shots in your life and be thankful. I am thankful that the peace of Christ is ruling in my life, is umpiring in my life, is guiding me, is calling the shots. So the peace of Christ leads to unity and we thank the Lord for that. Any unity you have in your family, be thankful for it. And any disunity you have in your family, pray for it. Secondly, uh, along with the word concept of peace, John 14, 27, Jesus said, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The kind of peace that Jesus gives to you is a supernatural peace. It's not a negotiated peace of, of a um, man-made treaty. It's not a superficial, psychological, or medically induced peace. It's a supernatural peace from Jesus himself. It's a calm, it's a sense of rest and contentment and well-being that comes from Jesus. And it's unshakable. The peace of Christ that you have is unshakable. That is, your heart is not easily troubled and you are not in fear or terror because you know you're in the center of of God's love and care. He's got the whole world in his hands. He's got you and me, brother, and you and me, sister, in his hands, and we can rest in him. Also, isn't it interesting that Paul taught about thanksgiving and peace in, Matthew, in Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in, everything, in every situation, by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, Present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. When we pray, it brings healing and wholeness because we receive this 
peace that surpasses our understanding of our situation, and this peace holds us together and keeps us from falling apart. Thank you, Lord, for the peace of Christ. Notice, then, the word of Christ in Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, with psalms, hymns, and songs in your, from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. We have gathered to worship. We have gathered to give thanks. Gathering together as God's people is very important. Because when we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, we're encouraging each other. The book of Hebrews says in Hebrews 3.13, encourage one another as long as it's called today so that the deceitfulness of sin might not harden your heart. So we are to let the word of Christ dwell in us richly. What does the word dwell mean? The word dwell means let the word of Christ be at home in your heart. Let it dwell in you permanently. You know, now is the time of year where it's a good idea to start thinking about starting a Bible reading program in the new year. It's not too early to say, am I going to read um, through the Bible, uh, book by book? Or am I going to read through the Bible chronologically, topically? But come up with some reading plan to say, I'm going to get my face in the book. I'm going to be so at home in the Word that the Word is at home in me. I want to be the Bible with shoe leather on it. I want to walk out the Word. And when you dwell in the Word and the Word dwells in you, Jesus promises your prayers are answered, you bear much fruit. Read about that in John 15. And as you speak, you speak words of encouragement to those around you, and you strengthen the brethren. And you do all of this with gratitude in your heart. The word of Christ is so important. Joshua 1.8, it says, Keep the book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Healing and wholeness comes from a focus on the word. 2 Timothy 3.16 and 17, All scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. We need the Word. We need to be in the Word and have the Word in us, dwelling in us richly, at home in our lives. And then finally, the name of Christ. Colossians 3.17 says, And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. The name of Christ is His character and His reputation. You are an ambassador for Christ. You are a representative of Christ here on earth. And everything you and I should do should reflect Jesus. 1 Peter 2.21, To this you were called because Christ suffered for you, leaving an example that you should follow in his steps. 
Ephesians 5, 2, and walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice for God. Galatians 2, 20, I've been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So it's important to reflect the character and the name of Christ in all we say and in all we do. In that way, he is glorified and we give thanks to the Father through him. So giving thanks brings healing and wholeness to our lives by the Holy Spirit empowering us, by the peace of Christ umpiring what we say and do, by the word of Christ dwelling in us at home so richly, and by the name of Christ being how we want to represent the Lord and reflect him. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we have looked at uh, this rich passage and its parallel in Ephesians, and we thank you for this truth. The truth is that by giving thanks, we truly are being made more and more in the image of Christ. And to be made more and more into the image of Christ is to experience spiritual healing and wholeness. And Lord, based on this truth, your word, which is a higher authority than any other authority on earth, we want to be obedient. We want to give thanks. We want to express our gratitude to you. We want to be a people who are known for their uh, attitude of gratitude. So Lord, thank you so much for this, your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me. so rich and free. Thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me so rich and free. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for making us whole through faith in Jesus Christ. Our sins are forgiven. We have received the righteousness of Jesus himself. We have a blessed hope, the return of Christ. Lord, we have everything to live for and we are grateful for your bountiful blessings. We have every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms all available to us. We are rich indeed in Christ, and we thank you for your bountiful blessings to us.
And Lord, I pray for each and every family here that you would bless them at this Thanksgiving season. Whether they have family gathering around or they're alone, may their hearts be full of thanksgiving that you love and care for each of us, that you never leave us nor forsake us, that you are the source and the supplier of all we need. We love you and thank you and praise you. And we also pray for Joanne Morch. Lord, we are sorry to hear of her um, steep decline and uh, inability to even get out of bed. Lord, we pray for comfort for Andy, and we pray also your blessing of uh, peace in Joanne's heart. Lord, we also want to say thank you for the many Operation Christmas Child shoe boxes that have been filled with love and uh, with school supplies and gifts that will bless children around the world as we send these boxes over to Calvary Chapel and then eventually to the hub of Samaritan's Purse to be shipped out around the world. We pray that you would line up the box with the kid who would most appreciate it and that their hearts would open up to Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Thank you for this generous church and thank you for their giving in this wonderful way at Thanksgiving time. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you need encouragement? I want to share my spiritual gift of encouragement with you. If you would like to hear my current message series, you may call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521. Call Butte Bible Fellowship at 530-892-0521 to find out how you can connect with our weekly worship services and faith-building messages from God's Word.